everyone, welcome to the Raising Dakota podcast with me, your host, Courtney. And if you're a special needs parent, you're in the right place. So I hope you can sit back, relax, feel inspired, and always, always remember you're so much stronger than you could ever imagine. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Raising Dakota podcast. I hope that everyone has had an amazing week last week. For us personally, we've had really good weather where we live at, so we've actually been able to get outdoors more. We were able to start planting our garden outside, which was really excited. I'm looking forward to doing that this summer. And we had virtual gym class for Dakota last week, and we were actually able to go outside a little bit for it. So it was nice to get out of the house and not be stuck in the house like we were all winter. Which, speaking of getting out of the house and virtual gym class, I thought this would be a great time to talk about how COVID has impacted my family, especially since I feel like we're hopefully on the back end of everything. I know COVID's not going away and it's going to be around forever, but I feel like we're finally getting to a point that we can hopefully soon start to reestablish normal life. But for my family, unfortunately, we had to lock down pretty tight when we heard about COVID just because we know Dakota does not handle respiratory viruses very well. They have put him in the hospital on high flow oxygen in the ICU. It's just not a risk that we're willing to take. So unfortunately, when COVID did hit last year and everything started spiking, I was working in a hospital and Curtis and I made the decision for me to leave my position and stay home with Dakota. For one, he was also doing virtual school. I was only working weekends, so my income was not that significant, and if I wasn't driving Dakota around everywhere, my income really wasn't that important. We were able to manage without my income, but it still was kind of hard to make that transition from even just working on the weekends to being home 24-7 and never leaving. There were times in the past year that it got really hard. It felt very lonely because we made the decision to shut our lives off to the world because as Dakota's parents, that's what we decided was best for Dakota and it's just what we felt we needed to do. So when COVID hit, his school did end up shutting down kind of they went to a more virtual base and I did all of Dakota's schooling from home they would send us paperwork or packets and we would meet um, but a lot of it especially because we were at the end of the school year was just a lot of stuff I was doing with him and then emailing to his teachers we also have done virtual therapy through school physical speech and OT through school since last year he's still currently in virtual school his school did give an option to be hybrid but it was unfortunately just not a risk we're willing to take because if dakota is in school and in person then he has to come in contact with roughly 10 different adults every day and that's just too high of a number he also cannot wear a mask he cannot wear a face shield he doesn't understand so i knew that would be a battle for him anyways they also would have to feed him while he was at school so he would be going to the nurse's office which is where all of the sick kids go as well and if someone was exposed to covid and was in the office or in the nurse's station you know we would just have that elevated risk and it's just not a risk we were willing to take 
Dakota's life will always be more important than anything else we have going on. So that is why we made the decision to pretty much shut our lives down. And looking back, though, our life was already kind of shut down prior to that. We did a lot less in the summer. We didn't see as much of our friends. But if we could hang out outdoors, socially distanced, that's what we did. Just because the biggest factor for us was that everything was unknown. We didn't know how Dakota would handle COVID, if he would be able to get over it. And it's just not something we were willing to risk with him. If there's a way for us to keep him safe and avoid it at all costs, then that's what we were going to do. So we pretty much buckled down and for the last year have done nothing. We're slowly integrating back into doing normal things, but now we have the flip side of everything and Dakota's immune system we know is going to be weaker just because he hasn't been exposed to as many germs. So for us now, we are slowly introducing him to people and environments just so that way we are not overwhelming his immune system with all of these new germs that he hasn't seen in a year. It's definitely a gray area of trying to figure out if we're doing the right thing and if we're doing it the best that we can. We'll never know, but our outlook on everything that has happened is as long as we can keep Dakota out of the hospital and hopefully not getting COVID, then we have done everything in our powers to keep him safe and that's really all that it comes down to for Curtis and myself we have had our fair share of hospital stays so avoiding a hospital stay is something we will do until the day we die because it's not something we want to deal with if there's a way for us to avoid it then we will so with me quitting my job Dakota's been able to be home with me and improve on everything and he's had one-on-one attention for the whole entire year I am nervous about how going back to school is going to work for him because I have a feeling we are going to have some separation anxiety going on just because he has been with me for a solid year I have tried to during the day keep him as close to a school routine as possible it's just hard because he doesn't leave the house and actually go to school but I try to keep that consistency. So he will get up in the morning and I'll get him ready. And his first thing he does is at 8.30, it is a morning meeting. And it's pretty much just what you would expect to happen at school. They take attendance, calendar, share news, what's going on that day. And it lasts roughly 20 minutes. And then we take a break. So after his break, we'll come back to the table and we will work some more and maybe take a small break and then do more work or try and work through that whole hour. It just depends on Dakota's mood that day. He will then get a break before his 1045 Google Meet with his resource room teacher. She watches while we do a couple activities. It's just a good way to watch how he's doing activities as well as a good time for me and her to touch base to make sure I don't need anything or they don't need anything from me. But it's nice to have that daily communication. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, either at 11.30 or 12, Dakota will have therapy. So after his meet with his resource room teacher, we take a break, and it is a time for Dakota to play and just detach because I know we're going to be doing therapy where I'm going to be pushing him and working really hard. And then once he's done with therapy, he gets a break before he has a specials Google Meet at 1.00. And then pretty much Dakota's school day is done at 2 because after specials is over, he gets 
um, a bolus of his food and he is pretty much done. We try to do some physical therapy things or playing on the floor and some imitation play and different things that we can advance skills without having to sit at the table just because normally by then he's just cashed out and his school day ends at 3:20 anyways and I have a feeling even if Dakota was in school by two o'clock I have a feeling he's probably cashed out so I try to help build that focus and keep his attention and work on all of his activities in the morning because that's when he is the best and when he's paying attention and when he's really focusing. And then the afternoon, more physical hand-over-hand things that we can do on the floor that we don't have to be at the table for. And that's just what I've found works best for Dakota, especially in the setting that we're in. So trying to balance that was a little bit difficult, but we're doing the best that we can. So I'm hoping next year... He doesn't have a lot of regression. But with that being said, 2020 was Dakota's best year of development ever. And so it shows how important that one-on-one is for him and how much of an impact it makes on his life. So having that time with me, Dakota has learned to crawl. He is not 100% confident in it, but he has the ability to crawl. If he is in his bedroom, he will crawl from one side to the other because he's on carpet now if he is in the living room on the hardwood floor he will prefer to butt scoot but the fact that we have spent years trying to get Dakota to crawl and after a year of constant one-on-one all day it felt like working on crawling and just reinforcing it and finally him developing the strength to do it and him mastering it has been really exciting He has also got new cochlear implants, and that was another kind of positive about COVID was that it was virtual. So when Dakota had his right cochlear implant replaced, he missed, I think, only two days of school just because he wasn't up for doing the schoolwork and moving around and doing everything, but that was it. If Dakota was in-person school, he would have missed a solid two weeks of school. So there were a lot of positives that came with COVID, because of the fact that Dakota was getting one-on-one attention. We were able to go to appointments. Heck, this year he's had the best attendance that he's had at school because he's not missing school to go to all of his doctor's appointments that he needs to. So as negative as COVID seemed to be, there was a lot of positives with COVID. And I always laugh because we say Dakota is the king of curveballs. Anybody who knows Dakota will tell you, like, he is just – Dakota that's Dakota that's literally the only way I can describe it but he does his own thing and if you think you have a plan of how something's going to work and I feel like most kids are this way but Dakota has taught surgeons how to do surgeries a little bit different because when they go in with a plan Dakota's like nope we're not doing that plan once they're in surgery so it's just funny because we've always called him the king of curveballs so I'm not I guess I shouldn't be surprised that 2020 was Dakota's best year for development. And not only did he progress physically, but he also made a lot of progress in communication. So we try to sign with him, and I will try to remember to sign on a regular basis. It's just hard because, unfortunately, coordination is an area that Dakota struggles in. So trying to get him to understand what the sign means, as well as being able to perform that sign, is a little bit difficult. So the route of communication that we've went with Dakota is a PEC system, which is a 
picture exchange communication system. So it's picture cards that he can request things and tell you when he's finished with things. But he, in the last year, has fully grasped how the system works and how to use his picture cards to identify things that he wants. Um, as in, he knows what his picture cards stand for and he also knows that he has to hand them to me if he wants that item. So just that communication of handing things to me versus throwing them has really helped not just with his picture cards, but also when he's playing. He still does tend to toss things, but that was something Dakota has always done is if he's done with something or even if he forgets it's in his hand, he just chucks it. It's gone. He doesn't have it anymore. But this last year, he's learned how to use his picture cards, and we've worked a lot on him handing those cards directly to me, which has then helped him in other areas like play when he's done with something to hand it to me or use his all done card and hand that to me. And from an OT standpoint within the last year, Dakota has really improved his grip of holding writing utensils. He still hates coloring. I'm not sure why, but he absolutely loves the dry erase marker and a dry erase board. He does prefer markers over crowns, but coloring is not something that he likes. But we've at least been able to work on him being able to hold a marker and make marks on a piece of paper. We're working on tracing lines, but he's just not there yet. Overall, his development in 2020 was significantly improved based on the fact that I was able to be home with him. So even all of the negatives of COVID of having to shut our life down and not being able to see our friends and family as much, at the end of the day, it was completely worth it in my opinion because... I was able to give Dakota all of my attention. We even had less doctor's appointments because they did cancel things and push things around and we did some things virtual. So there was just a lot less running and it was more time to focus on Dakota's growth and development. And once his in-person therapies opened back up at our local hospital, we did decide to go back and do some of those in person. So that way we were still getting some of that interaction, peer interaction, as well as communicating with this therapist and knowing that we were touching base and really staying on top of everything. But they were really happy with the progress he made in the six months while everything was shut down and we weren't in person but what was nice about that is that it was able to switch up Dakota's environment and so it kind of kept him motivated because it switched it up just enough that he worked really hard still in therapy because that is kind of the flip side of everything now that Dakota has made so much great progress over the last year we are now hitting a plateau and we kind of did for a couple months last year but not as bad as we're hitting now but I think it's just because Dakota's been in the same routine, the same environment, and he needs change. So for us, I do a lot of trying to change our his environment as much as possible. So we do a lot of his schoolwork at the table because I like to give him a structured area that is school-related. But when I see that he is having these plateaus or he is getting frustrated, then I might take and move that activity to a different area in the house just to kind of keep him engaged, keep him motivated, because that is extremely hard. Probably one of the hardest things is to motivate Dakota to do what I want him to do, especially if he is over it. And now that we are hitting the end of the school year, it's definitely very obvious that Dakota is completely over schoolwork. So I'm constantly trying to change it up which is actually 
a little difficult for me as well because I seen all the progress that he made and now we've hit this plateau. And even though in my mind, I know he's going to hit plateaus throughout life, it still sometimes can be very frustrating and I want him to keep going and keep making this progress because I'm like, you can do it. I've seen you make progress. I know you can do it. But I have to remind myself that Dakota's built different and he does have to plateau to be able to make those next set of gains. And the easiest way I think of it is like stairs. You know, the stairs aren't straight up. They are kind of rigid. They're you got where you go up and then you're over and you plateau. And that's kind of the easiest way for my brain to process how Dakota functions and how he works. So during those plateaus is when I really like to switch everything up for him and just make it so that I'm keeping him engaged. Because as long as I'm keeping him engaged, I'm going to be getting more out of him. And no matter how little work he wants to do, he is the hardest little worker I've ever seen. He will still push through his assignments and he'll yell at me and let me know he's frustrated, but he will continue to do the activity until I say that we are done. So that's kind of nice is that he has the ability to complete activities and he has learned that over the last couple years that he has to complete this activity before we'll move on. He's not going to cry to get out of it and those are just things that are natural that are going to happen. He's going to throw those fits. Any kid is going to be like that. But it's just trying to figure out a way that I can motivate him and keep him engaged because that is the biggest thing with Dakota is it's a lot of work on me making sure I'm doing my part so that he can easily do his. So even as defeating as it can get for me, I just have to remind myself to just keep chucking, keep pushing along because it does get hard when we do get in those plateaus because he has made such great progress. But I just have to remind myself that he'll pick back up. He just needs a little bit of a break. And something I like to do when he needs those breaks, so he's made a lot of recently physical therapy gains. He's also made a lot of gains in general over communication, but physical therapy seems to be taking off, but that's now the area where I can see I'm pushing him a lot. We will take a break from his outside physical therapy services that we get, and we've started picking back up into his speech and OT. So what will most likely happen is we'll take a break from PT for a little bit and he'll kind of stay pretty consistent on the gains that he's going to make, but then he's going to start making those gains in speech and OT because we've dropped that therapy down and we're picking this one back up. So it's enough of a change that it'll almost encourage Dakota to work on new goals and makes him feel like, you know, we've made a little bit of a change and it motivates him enough because he's kind of wore out and tired of working on physical therapy. So that's one thing that I personally like to do though, is that I alternate. We do every other week outside service therapies just because the amount of therapy that he gets from school, I personally just don't think will ever be enough for Dakota. And I'm very hands-on. So I like to be involved in his therapies and seeing him in therapy and just giving him that little bit extra nudge every week, I think is just beneficial for him. One of the nice things, though, was that this year we did virtual therapy with his school therapist, and I think that is just going to be beneficial to Dakota and his therapist because when he is in the school setting, I'm not able to be involved with those therapies as much as I am when we go to our in-person therapy at Children's. But being that we've been doing it virtually, I have been able to explain more things about Dakota to them because some of them have only been working with him for a couple years and one of them has been working with him a little bit longer. So they kind of know 
a better understanding of Dakota's behaviors and his whines and that kind of stuff where the other ones are still kind of learning Dakota. And I think it was just beneficial for me to be able to work with Dakota and they could see me work with him in ways that I push him and continue to make him work because there are times that Dakota gets extremely overstimulated, but there's also times that it's just a behavioral thing and he doesn't want to do the activity at hand. So trying to differentiate the two is extremely important, especially due to the fact that Dakota is nonverbal. So I think just having me in those Google Meets doing the virtual therapy is going to help not only Dakota, but also his therapist when they're working with him in the future. So even as crazy as 2020 has been, there were a lot of positives for our family and for Dakota, especially when it came to his growth and development that I'm extremely thankful for. And looking back, if we had to make the same decisions over again, we would do it. We would make the exact same decisions or if something like this happens in the future, we will do exactly what we've done this year because it's shown to be successful and productive for Dakota. And that's really all we personally care about. If Dakota's making gains and growing and developing, then we're doing a great job as Dakota's parents. And whatever we have to do to make that happen is what we're going to do. So even though it was a crazy year, I hope that there is still something that you guys can take out of 2020 and look at it as a positive. Maybe it was just as simple as spending more time at home with your family. I feel like 2020 was a good pause year. It made people slow down and I think there's a lot to take from that about how to maybe adapt your lifestyle to have those breaks and slow down and spend that time because especially for us, we see the importance of it with Dakota. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love sharing our life with you guys and I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you all so much for the support and I look forward to chatting with you next time on the Raising Dakota podcast.